Amabez, Vishameris Yavam Viknusa. So we have a case where there's a woman who she was originally married, let's call her Rachel. Rachel was originally married to Ruvain. And Ruvain died and they had no children. So there's a concept called Yibum. Remember this concept called Yibum? Yibum is where the brother Shimon now comes along and marries his brother's wife. So Shomer Yavam Akunusa. So she has to affirm. Besides for the fact that she has to affirm all the things that we've said until now, she also has to affirm the fact that while she was waiting for the brother to marry her, that she was un- that she was not unfaithful then as well. Not only then, but even after she was married to the brother. Amen Shalini to Macy. She says, I affirm the fact that I did not do anything unfaithful. And if I was unfaithful, the water should come into me and make my stomach blow up. Rabbi Meir, Amir Rabbi Meir says, Amin Shalei Tmesi. She affirms the fact that she was not unfaithful. Amin Shalei Etma. And she also affirms the fact that she will not be unfaithful in the future. Rabbi Meir holds that if she is indeed unfaithful in the future, what's going to happen is that her stomach will blow up then. Hakol Shavin, and everyone agrees, She'ein mas na'ima lo'ya al-koidem shetis ares, lo'ya acher shetis garish. That he can't make her affirm that she was unfaithful, that she wasn't unfaithful, I'm sorry, before they were married or after they get divorced. For example, Nistara le'echad v'nitmes, if let's say they had been divorced, and then she went and she had relations with someone. V'yachar kach yachsira, so now the first husband goes and remarries her, Right, so he's allowed to remarry her as long as she didn't actually marry someone else. So that's the condition that he can't make with her and say to her, "Did you have? were you unfaithful during the time that we were not married? He can't do that. This is the general rule. Any relations that she would have that would not create any kind of forbidden relationship between her and her husband, so he couldn't make her affirm that that relationship had not happened. Gemara. Amar Rav Hamnuna, Rav Hamnuna says, Shemeris Yavam, someone who's waiting for her brother-in-law to marry her, Shezinsa, that she went and she had relations with someone. She was, she was unfaithful. Asur Liyavma. So Rav Hamnuna says that she's not allowed to now marry the man who was her, was her brother-in-law. Mimai. How do we know this? Midiktani, from the fact that it says in the Mishnah, Shemeris Yavam Ukanusa. From the fact that we say that she has to affirm the fact that while she was waiting for her for her brother-in-law to marry her, that she didn't have illicit relations, from the fact that we can affirm that, so that proves the fact that if she would indeed have had, then she wouldn't have been allowed to stay married to this person, to this Yavam, to her brother-in-law. If, it's, if we say that it's true, that she's forbidden, that's why he can make this, this condition that she affirm that she didn't have any relations during that time. If you say that she does not become forbidden to marry her Yavam when she has illicit relations during the time that she's waiting for him, so how can he make her affirm that? We said in the Mishnah, He cannot make her affirm any kind of relations that she has that do not create an Esa for him. So it's clear from the fact that he can affirm it, therefore must be that such a relationship would indeed create a forbidden relationship between her and the Yavam. Amri b'marava, they say in Eretz Yisrael, Les hilchasak Rav Hamnuna. The halacha is not like that statement of Rav Hamnuna. And therefore, if a woman is waiting for her brother, her brother-in-law, to marry her, and she has some kind of znus, she has some kind of illicit relations, so her brother-in-law is still permitted to marry her. So the Gemara asks, Elahadir katani, this that we said in the Mishnah, Shemeres Yavam Kunusa, 
this that we said that she has to affirm that she didn't have relations with anyone while she was waiting for her brother-in-law to marry her. Why is that? How could how could we make her say that if it doesn't create any forbidden relationship? How money? Who is this Rabbi Akiva? He it's Rabbi Akiva who indeed holds that it does create a, a forbidden relationship with her future husband, who's the Yavam. The Amar he says Ein kedushin lavin erva. So Rabbi Akiva holds that if a person has a relationship relations with someone who's a chayve lavin, which is meaning she's over, she's transgressing a negative commandment. For example, a Kohen, let's say a Kohen marries a woman who's a grusha, who's a divorcee. So that's forbidden. The Torah says that you're not allowed to do that. That's a transgression of a negative commandment. So what happens in that case? So according to Rabbi Akiva, the, the, the Kedushin are not tovsin. The marriage is invalid. So same thing over here. So since the marriage is invalid, that means that it's on the same level as Kares. Kares is a, is a case like, let's say, a man and his sister, a man and his mother, a man and his daughter, a man and his aunt. All these cases are Chavi Krisos. If a person tries to marry his sister, it doesn't work. It's completely invalid. And the same thing is true by someone, let's say you try to marry someone who's already married. A woman who's married already, you're not allowed to have relations with her. That's Chavi Krisos. It's spiritual excision is the punishment. So if you try to do that, you try to marry someone who's already married, Kedushin like Taifsimba. It doesn't, it doesn't create anything. You can't marry someone. It doesn't, it doesn't have any effect. So Rabbi Kiva holds, not only is it true by a woman who's already married, but it's also true by any Chayve Lavin. For instance, like we said, a Kohen to a Grusha, a priest who's marrying a, a divorcee. So therefore, what do we see according to Rabbi Kiva? That a Lav, when you're doing something which is a transgression of a negative commandment, it's on the same level as Chayve Krisus, it's on the same level as someone who gets spiritual excision. And therefore now, if she goes, according to Rabbi Akiva, if she goes while she's waiting for this man to marry her, she's waiting for the Yavam to marry her, and she goes and has relations with someone else, so that's a Lav. She has transgressed the negative commandment. And therefore, it's on the same level as Krisus. And now she indeed would be forbidden to marry the Yavam, according to Rabbi Akiva. So therefore, our Mishnah is that Shita. Boy Rabbi Yirmiyah, the Gemara continues, Rabbi Yirmiyah asks a question. Mahu she Adam al Mahu. What would be if a person wants to make his wife affirm the fact that in their previous marriage, meaning they had been married before, they got divorced, and they got remarried. So he wants her to affirm that she was not unfaithful during that first marriage. Or he wants her to affirm, now that he's married her, this is his wife, but she was originally married to her brother, to his brother, I'm sorry. And he wants her to affirm the fact that when she was married to the brother, that she didn't have any kind of illicit relations. So what would be the law? Toshima, we bring a proof from the Mishnah. Zaklal, this is the general rule. Any relations that she has that will not create any iser, any kind of forbidden relationship between herself and her husband, so he couldn't force her to affirm that she didn't have those relations. But if she would do something that would create, if there was some kind of relations that would have created a forbidden relationship between herself and her husband, she would indeed have to affirm that. So we prove from here. So both of these two cases, if she would have been married to him previously, and then she got divorced and remarried him. And she would have had some kind of infidelity on the first marriage, so she would be forbidden to him for this marriage as well. And also in the case of the Yibum, where if she would have had a case of infidelity by the first brother, if she would have been unfaithful during his during that marriage, so that would create a problem. She wouldn't be allowed to marry the second brother. And therefore, both of those things, he can force her to affirm the fact that she was indeed faithful during those times as well. Two dots. The Gemara continues. Rabbi Meir, Aimer, Amin Shalonet Mesi Bechule. Rabbi Meir says that she has to affirm the fact that she didn't do it in the past. She was faithful in the future as well. She'll be faithful in the future as well. Tanya, Loikish Amar Rabbi Meir, Amin Shalonet When Rabbi Meir said 
that the woman has to affirm the fact that she will not in the future. It doesn't mean that if she does do something wrong in the future, so something's going to happen right now when she's actually drinking the water. It doesn't work back in time. But rather, when she actually does do something which is unfaithful, so then at that time, the waters will wake up, so to speak, and they will check her out then, and they'll cause her to blow up. Rav Ashi asks, What is the halacha? If let's say someone wants to make her affirm that if he happens to divorce her and then remarry her, then that she has to be faithful at that time as well, and she won't have any infidelity then as well. Perhaps we say, that isr, that prohibition, that creation of Kedushan that doesn't exist now. It doesn't exist now. It's going to be something that happens later. Or perhaps, or perhaps we say, no, we do find that someone can sometimes divorce his wife and then marry her again. So therefore, he has the right to say to her, that uh, he, he wants her to affirm the fact that even then she'll have to remain faithful. Tashima. So we bring a proof. Hakal Shav, and everyone agrees. So when we first read this, it sounds like he, everyone agrees that he couldn't force her to affirm the fact that she was, uh, she was faithful before and she'll be faithful after they get divorced. Oh, so hold on to your seats. The end of the mission, what does it say? Nister le'echad nitmeis. If during the interim period, while they're not married, so she went in private with the man who was the evil one, and then she had relations with him indeed, and then what happens? The first guy remarries her. So, so that he couldn't make a condition and say that she has to affirm that she won't do that during the interim period. However, let's say he says to her, if I'm going to remarry you and you're going to be unfaithful then, that he can indeed make her affirm. So it's a good proof from our Mishnah. We learned in Abraisa, The Torah says, this is the Torah, this is the law of the jealousies. This teaches us, that a woman can drink more than once, because it says, which is singular. This is the law. But it says Hakanois, which is plural. So you see that there's one law for more than one time of such a thing happening. Meaning, if one woman has cheated on her husband more than once, it seems, so then he can make her go and drink again. Rabbi Huda Aimer, Rabbi Huda says, Zeis, the verse says Zeis, which is singular, this. She can't drink more than once. Um, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says there was a story and this guy Nechunya who was someone who would dig ditches during the times of the Beis HaMikdash during the times of the Temple he would make sure that there was water available for everyone who was coming to be older Laregal who was coming to the Temple during the three the three holidays so he said that he testified it seems that he was there perhaps and he, he knew that indeed one woman could drink more than once, these waters. eduso, And we accepted his testimony, where it was two separate husbands, but not with one husband. 
The Chachamim, I remember the Chachamim say, that a woman does not return and drink again, whether we're talking about one husband or two different husbands. The Tanakama also, we should say, the verse says, which implies that only one person, only one time can she drink. So how could the Tanakama say that she drinks more than once? The later Rabbanan Nami, it says, which says, that there's a singular law, there's a singular rule, when it comes to Kanais, more than one of these types of situations. So the Gemara answers, When it comes to one man and one guy who she's cheating with, everyone agrees that a woman will not drink again. As the verse says, or on the top of your Testament Aleph, with two people, Ushnei Boyalin, and two people who are cheating with her, So everyone will agree that the woman will indeed drink and drink again. Because the verse says, which is singular, and it's going on, which is more than one. Keep which we'll get to tomorrow.